Welcome everyone to the Freaking Awesome Podcast. This is episode 28. <laughs> yeah, man. Let's, let's kill that bass head. Alright, let's do this. I'm on the air, we on the air, we got this pockets flow. It's me and Tony on the mics, we gotta let you know. Of current events, little gaming, sprinkling some entertainment. We stay humble, but our mom still thinks we're famous. Turn up the bass and baby, maybe let that magic flow. I spoken word is all the things you really wanna know. Having a good time on the show, T Bows and Maddie G. Tune in and hit subscribe and join us on the FAP. Welcome back, everyone, to the Freaking Awesome Podcast. I am your host, Anthony Bose, and sadly, Matty G couldn't make it today due to some surgery. But as always, not to worry, because we have a very special guest co-host today. He's best known for his appearances with the World Wrestling Federation, where he won not once but twice the title of WWF Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion and twice held the WWF Tag Team Championship. He's also won the King of the Ring Tournament and wrestled all of the first nine WrestleMania events. Ladies and gentlemen, Marced Solis, a.k.a. Tito Santana. That was the best announcer voice I could do. Arriba. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, Marced, thank you very much for joining us on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This is uh, an exciting day. We're going to jump right into our news. Uh, so we got a few uh, silly things uh, that we have found uh, around the world that, uh, you know, not only are, are good to laugh, but uh, also uh, kind of a good spirit, a good things to, to see. And the title of this article was uh, Police Drop Off Big Mac Meal After the Delivery Driver's Car is Seized. Uh, officers pulled over a vehicle in Gedlin, Nottinghamshire, Nottinghamshire on Tuesday night and discovered the driver did not have the correct level of insurance coverage. Luckily, the McDonald's customer didn't miss out on their Big Mac and fries as the officers hand-delivered the fast food right to their door. Um, It's safe to say that the customer still received their Big Mac and fries on time thanks to our officers safely dropped off their Mackies at the door. Uh, They were simply McLoving it, said the force officers. Um, The driver is now facing a hefty fine after the car was seized as well as six points on his license. He will have to pay an additional recovery fee to reclaim his car or risk it being crushed. Uh, The delivery company that employs the courier was not disclosed by the police. But um, I got to say, it's kind of a good feeling that uh, police officers out there that, uh, you know, most of them would end up impounding this guy, taking the meal and and never letting the the people know. So uh, what what do you think of that? Well, I I think... uh... (laughs) The police police officers uh, were, were doing a good deed, you know. <laughs> you know, uh, those uh, Big Macs are, are very important to some people, so I'm glad uh, the delivery was made. <laughs> it's true. I mean, how many officers out there, and this isn't like a stab at police corruption or anything, but how many officers out there would be like, nah, this this thing's cold, I'm just going to eat it, nobody will know, <laughs> right? I mean, it's a Big no, Mac, I mean, it's a free Big Mac meal, too. <laughs> That's right. The, the police officers probably got a got a free Big Mac, you know, for for doing a good, good deed. Yeah, I mean, if I was McDonald's there, I would be like making sure that these officers were kind of awarded and, and given free meals and stuff as a as a big thanks to not only as it made the news, which is, looks good on them, but uh, just for the the care and and love that the police officers were giving off. 
Without a doubt. Yep. Now, the one thing I thought was really funny about uh, the, obviously, the, the roadside law over in Nottinghamshire is that if he doesn't pay the recovery fee of his car, it just gets crushed. It's not like it goes to an impound lot or anything. They must either have, like, lack of space. I, I guess in the England area, it would probably lack of space, but it just goes right to crushing after that. Yeah, it's amazing, right? I mean, uh, we, we live uh, we, we live in a country where, uh, you know, we have rights. You know, I guess some places uh, people just don't have any rights. Yeah, I, it, it's it's strange. Uh, and like I said, it could be due to lack of space or maybe they're just like, nah, you, you, you lost your points. you you got to pay for your car. I mean, I've had some cars in the past that, honestly, if for the, the cost of an impound fee, I'd be like, just keep the car. <laughs> it's just not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that, that's what happens when that's what happens when you have a no car and, and, and you know uh, it, it doesn't take much to 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 cancel the car completely out, right? I mean, yep. it's not worth fixing. Yeah, the insurance just won't give you the you know it, it's not worth with the with the car. You know, it's a lot more expensive to fix it. So <laughs> yeah. keep the darn thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's literally held together by love and memories. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so I have another uh, news article. Uh, this one was was really, really funny, actually. Um, an alleged drunk driver uh, in the Florida area, which we, so, um, I'm not sure if you had a chance to ever listen to our show, but we, we love Florida news. Um, if anything, there's something about the, the, the black hole of Florida that seems to bring some really weird people. Um, but uh, th- this article said that an alleged drunk driver in Florida initially declined a breathalyzer test um, on on Sunday, and he stated, "You didn't pull me over; I pulled you over." So Juan Zamora, 63, gave a puzzling response after flashing his headlights at a Marion County sh- Sheriff's deputy squad car on Ocala in order to ask for directions uh, to an auto parts store. The deputy stopped and smelt alcohol coming from Zamora as he asked the question. The driver, who had a 15-year-old passenger, also had bloodshot eyes, uh, the deputy noticed, and Zamora allegedly admitted to downing two shots of bourbon earlier that day, uh, according to the Ocala Star. When he finally took the breathalyzer test, he failed, registering above Florida's .8 legal limit, and... The authorities later found a bottle of whiskey in his car and a white substance which field tested positive for cocaine on his sleeves. Um, he was charged with DUI and cocaine possession. Now, if you, if you ever decide that you're going to drink and drive, which let's hope nobody does, but occasionally from time to time, you know, you, go, you, you have a drink and you're out at dinner with people or something like that, don't, don't pull over an officer to ask for directions. Like, ask anybody else for directions. It, it, I'd rather stay lost. Uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you remember the, you know, old, just, the old school man saying, like, I don't need directions. I know exactly where I'm going. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, so yeah, apparently he, he basically, uh, I mean, I, that really kind of goes up there with stupid criminals, right? I mean, if, if you're drunk and, and high on cocaine or something like that, really the last thing you think would be smart was – Pulling over a police officer or or flagging down a police officer, they're not stupid and and they're sober, <laughs> so they're going to be able to pinpoint right. this thing right away. I guess he wasn't thinking straight. <laughs> oh, man, I tell you, I think maybe maybe it's like um, he had a couple shots of whiskey and he was just like, 
oh, you know what? I got I got to sharpen up my senses. A little bit of blow will help with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, my goodness! It's a little weird. Yeah, that's that's really really strange. But you know what? From time to time, that uh, that kind of thing happens. Yes, uh, it, yes, it does. I mean, they fall on the cops' lap, right? There's a you know <laughs> yep. easy work. Yep, it's true. Um, I did. Uh, uh, I, so I did have another quick article, and and I'm going to just paraphrase this one because uh, I generally only like try to, to stick to two articles. But um, this one was really funny. It was another Florida man. Uh, the the article said Florida man tries to escape cops by stripping naked. Ribeyes fell out of his pants. So, <laughs> right. so um, the police uh, say they found uh, Stephen Short, 28, of DeLand, Florida, uh, running out of the store in the buff. And when he refused to stop, the officers shot him with a taser. The, the incident occurred on Friday night, uh, at, just past, as the, uh, at the Save-A-Lot in DeLand. Uh, officers, uh-huh. uh, officers were sent to the store, and they were told Short was being pinned to the ground by a manager and a civilian, but he was fighting them. The witnesses reported to the police that in the attempt to get away, Short wriggled out of his clothes, and um, the the police had said that he was also reported to have stolen four packs of ribeye steaks valued at forty one twenty four. Uh, Short was uh-huh. charged with resisting arrest of the officer without violence, resisting a store employee while committing theft and first degree petty theft, and was held without bail on Monday. The um, the store manager reported that Short was a regular shoplifter at the store, and when other people saw him stuffing meat into his pants, they had notified the manager. Uh, Short was taken uh-huh. to the hospital shortly after as they discovered the taser prong stuck into his genitals. <laughs> God. I mean, no $40 worth of steak is worth taking taser to the groin. <laughs> Man, it's a hard picture to, uh, to it's a hard picture to imagine. <laughs> I know. I, I kind of bit, imagine something kind of like cartoon like and comical. You know, uh, you know, you always see those videos of like a football in the groin. I mean, a taser yeah. in the groin. I'm amazed, amazed if this guy even has testicles left after taking a taser to the groin. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that'd be a great cartoon. That's for sure. <laughs> no doubt, he probably doesn't need a vasectomy at this point in his life. <laughs> That's right. Not after that. <laughs> oh man! So um, shoplifting. I, I mean, this isn't the first time we've actually had a story about people smuggling meat in their pants. Um, we we once had a, another resident of Florida who uh, had. Sh- uh, I think they were they smuggled out something like thirty five pounds of shrimp in their pants. I, I think steaks well, are a lot I easier. <laughs> I, I guess people do what they have to do, right? Yeah, and and I guess sometimes I feel sorry, right? Because I mean, I feel like at some point, if you're if you're shop shifting, lifting food, it's got to be due to to poverty. And 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 if you're if you're that, I don't know. I, I guess the, the other the other flip side to that is, well, if you're if you're going to steal something, why don't you steal like ninety nine cents worth of pasta? It's going to go a lot farther than than the steak will. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. So. Oh well, forty forty one twenty four and whatever the medical care to have your your testicles rebuilt, I guess, is a, a hefty price to pay. Well, I don't think you had enough money to pay the doctor bill. That's for sure. <laughs> exactly. Up in Canada, you don't have to worry about that. It's all covered. 
<laughs> Even if you That's do right. get shot in the in the groin for uh, for trying to steal something. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Merced, uh, I'm going to kind of turn things over to you here. And uh, I think few people know um, that other than the WWF that you, you played in uh, the NFL uh, the NFL for the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Is that correct? Yeah, I, I was I was with the Kansas City Chiefs for a little while. I was a free agent, and then I got cut, and then I ended up uh, playing uh, with the BC Lions for the rest of the season. And, and then I went uh, and I played in 1976 uh, with the BC Lions. And then I started wrestling uh, once that season was over. That's so. I have to ask you when when you came up to Canada, was that because our balls are bigger? The the oh, the, you thought you were talking about the football? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the football was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got me there. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Of course, the the standard football up here in Canada is be, being a bit bigger, as well as the field. So is the field, yeah. Yeah. Did did you? The find... only thing is the only thing it's not the only thing it's not bigger is is, is the players. You know the, <laughs> the 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 NFL. I mean, there's some great athletes in Canada, but you know yeah. the players in the in, in the NFL, as you know, they're huge. Yeah, it's true. Did you did you? It's, um... it's, not, it's not a knock. It's not a knock to the Canadian players because there's some great athletes there. Yeah, definitely. Did you notice um, any struggle in the difference in field size when you were playing? No, I, I didn't struggle there. I struggled with uh, only three downs, uh, and, and you know the motion that uh, they were able to, you know, to get moving forward towards the line of scrimmage before the ball was snapped. You know, there was different rules that that uh, that I had to to get uh, used to. In the states, uh, the holes, uh, you know, to the right were the even numbers, and to the left were the odd numbers, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the BC Lions, at least I don't know if all the teams were that way, but I only played for the BC Lions. It, it was the opposite. The, the odd numbers were to the right, and the even numbers were to the left. So it, it took a little bit of an adjustment. Yeah, for sure. I would imagine. Now, how do you feel about uh, Kansas City uh, Chiefs being in the uh, Super Bowl this year? Well, I, you know, uh, like I said, uh, I, I, I think I wrote uh, on my Facebook. Uh, I wasn't there long. Uh, I got cut. I was there for 10 weeks, and, uh, but at least I, I got to wear the, the Kansas City uh, Chief uniform, uh, you know, which not too many people can say that. So uh, I'm really proud of, uh, and I was pulling for the Chiefs. Excellent. Yeah, I was going to say, were you, were you rooting for them after all this time? And uh, I feel like like yeah. once you're a Chief, you're kind of always a Chief, right? Like it's one of the, the, the first play teams uh, you ever play for? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean... You know, it, it, to me, it was an honor to, to, to just uh, was able to be there. Yeah, I mean, you you already kind of a, uh, and, and it's really funny because uh, most people kind of look at from football, especially up in up in Canada, you look at the CFL and a lot of the players like they they aspire to go over to NFL, and you kind of did it the reverse, right? You you already had gone to that prestige, and then you came over to CFL, and it's not to say that one is is any better than the other. It's just that it's just I maybe Canadians kind of look at it as. CFL's good, but it's not the NFL. Well, no, it's not the NFL. You know, uh, the the population hurts the the Canadian league. Uh, you know, in drawing the big crowds like they do in the states. Mm-hmm. So therefore, they they can't pay the you know the big big contracts like they do in the, in the states. And you know, the TV money. You know, there's a lot more money in the states with, with the, uh, you know the TV revenue that 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 the league has uh with the, with the tv stations yes true yeah so it's uh 
Yeah, it's, it's definitely different. Uh, the turnouts obviously aren't as big as you would see in a, in pretty much any FL, uh, any NFL game. Um, it's actually funny. I, I used to work with a, um, uh, a gentleman. His name was uh, Chris Gibson, and he used to play for the BC Lions as well. Uh, he was defense. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I don't know which year he played in, but uh, he was he was a mighty big man. In in fact, I don't know if the standard door was made for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some big boys out there. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you were, in my opinion, at the pinnacle of the WWF years. Uh, you were in, in the days of like Hulk Hogan and, and Macho Man Randy Savage, uh, Bret the Hitman Hart, uh, uh, the first nine WrestleManias. I mean, you're you're right up there with one of the longest running WWF wrestlers next to Hulk Hogan. How does that feel? It, it, well, it feels good. You know, uh, uh, I knew at the time that uh, before I gave my notice that that I had been. I had been uh, there longer than Hulk Hogan even, you know, I, I, I was the guy that had been there the longest. Mm-hmm. I came in uh, to New York and then Hulk came in a couple of months later. So I, you know, I was there a couple of months oh, yeah, that's longer right. than yeah. Hulk. Uh, I guess with the televisation, I, I, I you don't really notice it as much, right? But yeah. Yeah. But, but I was very lucky that, you know, I, I, most of my career, we were together in Minneapolis and wherever Hulk uh, went, uh, once he did that Rocky movie, uh, you know, he, he got over big time all over the world. And, you yeah. know, I just happened to be at the same place. And, and, you know, he was drawing some big crowds. And, you know, I was making money uh, because of that. It's, it's definitely a good friendship to, uh, to, to roll with. And, um, I mean, you were, you were definitely one of his, his longest supporting wrestlers through, through the whole time that you were, you were there. Um, the... But I feel like like wrestling back then versus wrestling today, it's it's very different. Um, at least in my opinion, I, I mean, there's there's kind of like a uh, I don't know if I would say a more savage kind of look to today's wrestling, um, but there definitely feels like it didn't have uh, today's wrestling doesn't seem to like have almost like the 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 background or stories that that the, the old days did. Well, back then it, it was like a soap opera, you know, and, and they had the feuds yeah. uh, that could, could go on. Like me and Greg Valentine, we wrestled against each other for a year and a half, which we had the longest feud in the WWF yeah. at the time. Uh, it's impossible to do that now because, you know, they have pay-per-views. I think they have two pay-per-views a month. Yeah. Uh, we had four pay- uh, when When the pay-per-views came in, we had... Uh, uh, I believe we had four paper pay-per-views a year for for quite a while. So you could continue a a feud w- with another wrestler. Uh, the rest, you know, it was uh, the marquee set professional wrestling, and uh, it, it was wrestling. You know, uh, we we I guarantee you a big percentage of the wrestling fans believe that uh, that it was totally on the up and up. Uh, because for us to get paid, we had to draw some money, so we had to convince the people that it was pretty, pretty, uh, pretty close to real, you know. Uh, so uh, we worked <laughs> our butts off uh, every time we stepped into the ring, you know, yeah. to convince the fans and, and, and to bring them back for for a rematch. And because yep. we would do rematches, you know, the ending of a match uh, would set up the next match, and and so on and so on. Yeah, yeah, and it was really funny because I remember growing up as a kid, uh, I, I I had 
kind of like two groups of friends, and, and there was always this big feud between them. And there's there's the ones that were the diehard WrestleMania fans who were um, wrestling is real and it is the best sport in the world. And then you had the naysayers who were just like wrestling is not real; it's all an act. And and um, you know, I kind of sat in there in the in the middle always. I enjoyed watching it, whether whether it was an actor, whether it was real, it was just well performed. Like everybody um, between the the storyline of the feuds, uh, between the the bouts of the athleticism, um, there's lots of things where people would jump off the turnbuckles and and uh, you know collide with another person. There's only so much of that that can be faked or or pulled, like punches pulled, right? So there's there's still well, an amount of abuse well, that you guys take through this. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, our, our body was was taking a lot of abuse. You know, you, you had to make you had to make the punches look real. You know, and most of the punches did look real because they were pretty damn close to real. You yeah. know, we like I said, we had to convince everybody, especially the ones that were on ringside, that they can see. Uh, of course, not everybody could throw throw a good punch. You know, uh, some of them threw uh, crappy punches and. You know, so those guys wouldn't get over with the fans, and you know they would become main eventers. You know, not not everybody was a was a main event wrestler back then. Yeah, yeah, and and it's not like you know where you see stage productions or movie screens where people watch it from angle one angle. It's not like you can shadow a punch in some way. You've got three hundred and sixty degrees of people around you, so you're you you're being watched from every possible angle that's out there. Uh, so you had to make that's sure right. that it was really well done. And it certainly wasn't rehearsed, you know. We just uh, we would go out there and, and do it. And from what I understand, That's... I'm not a wrestling fan now, but what I, <laughs> from what I understand, a lot of the matches are totally rehearsed and yeah, full scripting know, uh, right behind step it, step by step. Uh, they know what they're going to be doing, and you know, it, it's a different world. But you know, now it's now it's a TV show. You know, they don't they don't need to to have the wrestlers like we did in our time. They just throw guys in there that that you know are. are fantastic looking uh, athletes yep. that do unbelievable things in the ring, you know, so uh, people enjoy the entertainment, you know, it's, a di- yep. it, it's still entertainment. It's just different entertainment. Yeah. Different, different entertainment, different people, different time. Right. Yep. Yeah. That's definitely, um, it, it's, it's really funny because I, I look at a lot of uh, today's shows versus when I was young um, it, it, it was, it honestly uh, sports and wrestling almost reflected the music industry, you know, back in the day, you had artists that that just were pure talent, and it didn't matter what they looked like. And and then now you've got everybody looks fantastic, and they're either talented or they're auto tuned. Um, so it's very similar in ways where you see a lot of these guys, and yes, they look fantastic. Now you, on the other hand, of course, you, you were like the baby face of of, of wrestling, and uh, and and always looked uh, looked good. And it's, it's actually really funny because I was talking to a few of my uh, coworkers today, and uh, they're like, "Oh, I saw something the other day. He still looks fantastic for his age." <laughs> so, so uh, obviously, well, obviously, one of those traits that has worked out really well for you through the years. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you know, uh, I didn't burn the candle on both ends like a lot of my buddies, and you know, get into the the partying, you know, and. and uh, yeah. You know, steroids were good for 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 a while, but you know, after a while, you know, it it uh, starts you know having negative effects on, on guys' bodies. You yes. know, and, 
uh, I think a lot of the guys are, are gone for that reason. Yeah. I, w- I was listening to a, uh, a podcast with uh, uh, Macaulay Culkin and Jake the Snake Roberts and, and hearing some of the stories of what you guys went through uh, and and not to mention like some of the, uh, you know, the, the, the drug-fueled parties that some people attended, um, the some of the natural rivalry between some of the people, like apparently he is, uh, even to this day, he's not a fan of the honky-tonk man. Apparently he was a real jerk. Uh-huh. Uh, did, did you have anybody uh, from back of the, the, the day that you were just like, nah, I, that guy was, was just an ass? Well, uh, as far as associating with the different yeah. guys? Yep. Yeah, well, I, I knew the, you know, it, it was well known who, who was... Uh, who was doing what? And you know, I had a family. That the last thing that I wanted to do was, you know, get busted. And uh, you know, the news would get back home, and mm-hmm. my family would be embarrassed. And I had kids going yeah. to school, and uh, I just, uh, I just, you know, I also knew uh, the guys that were clean, and uh, you know, kind of like me. And uh, those are the guys that I would run with. Good. Yeah. Uh, we still respected each other. You know, I respected the. Uh, the other everybody you know yeah. so no that's that's good it's it's, it's wonderful and it's and it's great also um uh as as a um, a role model for children out there as you know to to have the uh the clean wrestler the ones who are out there they're doing what they do because they enjoy doing it uh even if it's if it's pay wise if it's because you're because i mean you you were in it for so long that it couldn't have been just about the money. It had to have been at like you were actually enjoying what you were doing. Most most yeah, people wouldn't I mean, stick we, around we, that long. <laughs> yeah, no, we we loved. You know, uh, we were making pretty good money for the time, not what they're making now. Mm-hmm. But uh, we, we enjoyed what we were doing, and you know, uh, you know, it was it was fun. It it wasn't like it wasn't work. You know, it, it was. Uh, uh, I used to tell my wife, like we're. We're playing, you know. We go out there, and, and we, we we were playing, and it, it was fun. Yeah, we'd get hurt, and you know, we just uh, mend our, you know, each other up, and tape each other up night after night, and you know, uh, and we just uh, keep on going. If we didn't, we wouldn't get paid. Uh, if we didn't wrestle, we didn't get paid. So yeah, keep we on went into through. the ring uh, many times when we were completely, you know, hurt, and there wasn't much we can do in the ring, but you know, we we, we were able to hide it pretty good. Yeah, I, I was going to say, yeah, it's the one job that if you do get hurt, and most people would just take that time off. But if you if you're not wrestling, you're not getting paid. Not only do you feel the financial pinch, but then at the same time, you can't be off for so long without it affecting where you are in the ranks, where you are with the fans. Like you had to kind of keep pushing if you wanted to keep making top dollar, I guess. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. That's uh, it's uh, kind of it's really funny, right? Because you see a lot of people who look at the show and they're just like, "Oh, the money, the wrestling, the acting." But it, you know, it just takes one injury for all that extra finance to go away. So you not only did you have to do what looked good, but at the same time, you had to try to protect yourself at the same moment, right? So you can keep that's doing right. what you do. Yeah, that's that's intense. Yep. Um. So I wanted to uh, to ask you about your 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 character of, of Tito Santana was, was billed as being hailed from Tacula, Mexico, but, but there isn't a, a, a Tacula, Mexico. There's a Toluca, Mexico. Was that just 
Like, was that on purpose or was that like a spelling mistake where someone had made through the thing and then it just stuck? No, uh, uh, Vince McMahon Sr., you know, told me to pick a, pick a, a, a place in Mexico. So uh, uh, I live five miles from the Mexican border. So I, I'm not very familiar with Mexico. So I, I just looked at the map and I, I saw uh, Toluca, Mexico. Mm-hmm. So I told Vince, uh, Toluca, Mexico, and, and, and he liked it. You know, it was different. Okay. And uh, Howard Finkel just kept calling, kept saying, uh, Tito Santana from Tacula. And I said, Howard, it's Toluca. <laughs> and he, yeah, Tito Santana from Tacula. And I said, Howard, it's Toluca. And he just kept going on. And I said, fuck it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just let it go at that point. <laughs> I, 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 I said, you know, uh, go ahead. It, 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 it's uh, Tacula, you know. So uh, it, that's why it became uh, Tacula, Mexico. And, I'd wrestle in California and in Texas, and you know uh, the Mexican fans would come over and say, "Hey, Tito, uh, th- there's no, uh, there's no uh, t- Tacula, Mexico." And I said, "Yeah, I know it's supposed to be Toluca, but the guy couldn't say it." That's really you know? funny. <laughs> It was funny, yeah. You know, just to keep rolling with it. But still, I, I always kind of wondered was, well, is this this kind of like a, a stage thing? Was it was it like, you know, that uh, that uh, Toluca had said, no, 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 we don't, we, want, we don't want our name associated with wrestling. And I was just like, well, come on, with all the amount of the luchadors and stuff like that, like you, you can't say they would. But uh, I always I always had wondered what was what was up with that weird misspelling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So clearly, clearly by – by mistake, one one man's inability to to pronounce it correctly that just kind of kept on flowing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's funny. Um, okay, so let's let's bring it up to uh, to present day. Um, so, it's my understanding that you are a Spanish teacher. Yes, I am. I, I've been teaching for uh, for twenty three years, and you know, at, at the time when I retired from from wrestling, you know, I, I had no idea that I was going to go into teaching. It was my wife who kept saying. She goes, go into teaching. You, you have your degree, go into teaching. And, and I just didn't think that I would be making enough money to, to be able to uh, support, you know, uh, the, the lifestyle that I was used to and, mm-hmm. and that I had uh, the lifestyle that I had uh, accustomed my family to. Yeah. But I started doing it and I started enjoying it. And, you know, on the weekends, uh, I, I, I would uh, do independent shows. So uh, I, I was able to, you know, keep making some pretty decent money, you know, uh, doing the independent shows and, yeah. and teaching. And uh, now that I've been teaching for 23 years, you know, I'm doing, you know, pretty decent uh, money and I don't have to be out on the road anymore yeah, yeah. as much as I used to be. So, you know, I enjoy what, what, what I do. Yeah. It, I think for the, the diehard fans out there, you'll always be a wrestler, but it's kind of interesting because now you're, you're a teacher. I mean, really, yeah, when you look and, at your career, some, you're like you were a wrestler, but you're a teacher now. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's amazing how uh, how uh, how people respect you for for being a teacher, you know, for yeah. for being uh, uh, somebody who who's given, you know, because they know teachers don't make a lot of money, you know. So you know, you are sacrificing to to, to help the, the kids in in in, in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's um, I mean, really, my my sympathy goes out to a lot of the teachers because the amount of students that are out there that have to get crammed into a class and um and and it's not like you get paid more for the amount of students that are in there so you either have a, a number of students who 
enjoy being into class. You, you've got the class, you got the students who they're only there because you know their parents say they have to come to school, so you know they're kind of problematic. And now you're you're kind of like a uh, not only you're you're a teacher, but you're almost like a daycare provider for the people who don't want to be there, which can be quite frustrating. Um, now I, I would imagine with uh, with with your with your past and and uh, the amount of uh, stuff that you've probably put up with people on the, pla- the in the, in the past that dealing with children may not be uh, <laughs> not be that much of a, a challenge for you. Well, you know, you do have uh, every year you have a handful of students who come from horrible home lives. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe have one parent or no parent being raised by grandparents. And uh, there's not a lot of love at home, and you know it's not a, a good situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and and those kids are difficult. You know they're looking for attention, and and they they, they will disrupt you know any way they can for for attention, and uh, they're they're looking for a fight. You know, and yeah. and for you to be able to keep control and and and, and, and handle the kids w- without you know you, you gotta. Like our, our administrators always tell us, at home is the only place where where they they really recognize that, that people do care for them. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of a another task as a as a teacher. You're kind of having to look out. You're always having to be almost like a counselor in a way that. Uh, and and you're still kind of role models, right? You mean you still have to recognize these problems? I mean, the last thing you could say is if a, if a kid wants to try to pick a fight you're like no no you don't you don't want to pick this fight let me tell you <laughs> right yeah. you know and and you know by the time you get to the middle school and the high school the kids know all their rights so you know you you uh you know there's only so much uh fight you know so why fight just uh, yeah. get along yep exactly you know if we could all get along that'd be wonderful um right. so so let's uh let's talk about you uh you you got a book Yes, I do. Wonderful. How about you to tell our listeners a little bit about your book? Well, the title of the book is Don't Call Me Chico, and and, uh, Jesse the Body, the uh, Ventura, was the the one that started calling me Chico, and uh, I'd go to the arenas, and uh, the fans would start calling me, hollering, hey, Chico, and (laughs) at first, it was was bothering me, because, you know, I I wasn't watching the the commentating that uh, he was doing, and then uh, I just happened to be watching it... uh, in a hotel, one of our shows, and I, and I heard Jesse talking about Chico and Chico, and I said, oh, that's where it's coming from. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, it came out in the middle of December, and, and it's doing real real good. Uh, uh, if anybody wants to order it, uh, you can order it through PayPal, and uh, all you have to do is go to uh, titosantenna.com, and uh, you'll be able to order my book, and and you know uh, a lot of people have uh, really enjoyed it. You know, that's my second book. The, the first one, uh, not too many uh, got published because the company went bankrupt. Okay. So it, it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. So I I, I just didn't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Kenny Casanova, the writer, uh, you know, kept stayed on me, and finally he convinced me, and you know, it took us about a year and a half to two years to. To complete it, and you know, we, he put it together, and it came out, and you know, I've read it myself, and it's pretty good. There's some good stories Perfect. that uh, he pulled out of my out of my brain. 
Wonderful. Well, I know we've got uh, several uh, wrestling fans out there amongst our audience. So uh, if people uh, want to get a hold of the book, uh, again, uh, you can go to the website. Uh, and we will also, for the listeners that are driving and listening to the show, we will make sure that we post that up on our guest section of our website. So if you want to, uh, to check it out and uh, get a copy of that book, we would obviously strongly recommend it. Yeah, another thing that, I, that, that I've been doing is, uh, I don't know if you've heard of uh, Cameo, but uh, yes. uh, I, Coco Beware, you know, said, Tito, you got to go into, you got you to gotta, you gotta do Cameo. And I wasn't interested again. He says, man, you can make, you know, a few bucks, you know, uh, doing nothing. And, you know, they, they sent you the script and all you, all you, you know, people make requests. And, yeah. Uh, so, so I'm doing cameos. Uh, people okay. make requests for birthdays. For uh, uh, I just did one a little while ago for somebody who wanted me to tell their boss to not, you know, bother them because they want to they want to leave a little early from work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the requ- the request that I get, you know, all different requests. You know, <laughs> so if anybody wants to. To send for me to holler somebody, uh, uh, you know, congratulations of an anniversary or a birthday or uh, or a job or, yeah. or, or, or you know, it, it, I just get all kinds of different requests and it, it turned out to be fun, you know, and you know, uh, I I I, I uh, charge twenty five dollars for for cameo and uh, a lot of people tell me to to raise it and, and you know I, I don't want to I want to keep it at twenty five, you know, because yeah. some people. Once they start getting, you know, noticed that they'll raise it, but you know, that's enough for me. You know, I I, I enjoy giving back, and you know, it's kind of fun. That's that's awesome, and I think it's a great way. I mean, honestly, I think that there would be no better way to quit a job than to to have someone on Cameo do that for you. I think that'd be a great yep. way because because not only especially if you if you <laughs> right because if you know your boss and uh, say if they're a really big fan and stuff like. How could they be mad at you? you? You got a cameo of the person you love to do. I, I think there's a beautiful idea. Like I, I, I wish I had thought of that because I think there'd be some great cash in and um, not only great for, for everybody, great for the fans, great for the, the artists who want to make the money. It, it's, oh, it's a beautiful idea. Super love it. Yep. Um, so uh, do you have a, p- a specific link for your cameo or do, does someone just look up like Tito Santana? Uh- uh, uh, Tito Santana, yeah. You, okay. you just, uh, you know, call, call, uh, get a hold of Cameo. I really don't know how to do it. I'm not very com- computer literate. That's why I don't do a lot of this stuff. But okay. a, a nice girl walked me through the process. And, you know, once you start doing it like anything else, yeah. uh, once you do it, you know, it becomes easier every time you do it. Yeah, second nature. Definitely. Wonderful. Well, we got a few uh, rapid-fire questions, so if you don't mind, we'll get into the, the last leg of our journey, and we'll, uh, we'll do our rapid-fire section. Let's do it. Perfect. Rapid-fire questions. So for the, uh, the listeners out there who are just joining us, uh, the rapid-fire section is uh, 20 quick questions that we will ask uh, Merced and ask, uh, he just basically tell us the first thing that comes to your mind. Okie dokie. All right, here we go. Favorite movie of all time? Uh, uh, Clean Eastwood. Uh, God, what's the name of it? Cowboy movies that uh, Clean Eastwood used to make uh, Hang you know, in college. Uh, which one did you say? Like the Dirty Harry, the Hang 'em Highs. The, uh, Dirty Harry. Dirty yep, Harry. Dirty Harry. Yep. All right. Uh, favorite rock concert of all time? Probably The Who. 
Okay, good choice. Uh, favorite food? Mexican food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a huge Mexican food fan. I could eat it every day. Um, favorite book? I, I, I'm not much of a reader, so uh, you know I, I can't tell you that I that I have a, a favorite book at all. This is a perfect time to say yours. <laughs> you know, uh, don't call me Chico. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't call me Chico. That's great. <laughs> um, favorite. Thanks for the feed. <laughs> <laughs> favorite Marvel character. Superman. Okay, that's DC. Uh, that's later, a little later. Uh, did you have a, a, a Marvel one? Like anything from like Iron Man, oh, oh, Spider Man? Oh, no, I. I uh, You're DC man through and through? The, the super character. Uh, I'm not, you know, I, I, uh, like I don't follow, you know, the Marvel characters. Okay. I just remember Superman from when I was little. Uh, you Perfect. know, I, I don't really watch. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't really watch uh, a lot of. You know, a lot of uh, other than sports on TV, I don't really watch much. Okay, cool. Um, your favorite song from the past year? Uh, well, my favorite song is from the Beatles, "Let It Be." Okay, yeah. Um, beer, scotch, or wine? I I'm a beer man. Okay. Uh, PC or Mac? Uh, Mac. Uh, favorite wrestling move? Probably the figure four. Ah, excellent. Uh, Putin or fish and chips? Fish and chips. Uh, wrestling, MMA, or UFC? MMA. Uh, Metallica or ACDC? Metallica. Uh, handshake or fist bump? Fist bump. Weirdest secret talent? Uh, nothing comes to mind. Okay. Who is your favorite wrestler today? <sighs> well, I, I, I don't watch wrestling today, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, The Rock was, you know, okay. big Johnson. time, so yeah. I'm going to go with The Rock. Sounds good. Have you ever peed on something public? No. Uh, your worst fear? Probably falling from uh, from a high from from a real high place. Okay. Are you a boxers or briefs man? Uh, brief. Uh, the favorite podcast you've been on in the last twelve hours? Well, this one. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! That's excellent. <laughs> I'm catching on. I'm a little <laughs> slow, but I catch on. That's fantastic. Um, so our last guest, uh, Kennedy Phillips, uh, asked a question for you, and it is, um, if if you were to have some type of magic, what would it be? Probably to stay young forever. <laughs> Yay, why not? Yeah, Eternal Youth. That's yeah. fantastic. Wonderful. Well, uh, that kind of rounds out everything for the for the show. Uh, I thank you uh, very much for for showing up and uh, and spending uh, some of your your time with us. I was well, wondering. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, I, I've enjoyed it, and uh, it's been fun. And, and uh, I want to say hello to all the wrestling fans who, who are uh, out there listening and. Hopefully we'll see you down the road somewhere. Excellent. Well, thank you very much again. Uh, I really loved having you on the show. Uh, hopefully we can circle back around with you a little bit later and see how the book sales are going and uh, and uh, what's happening uh, next in, in Merced Salas' life. Okay. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Thank you. Have yourself a wonderful day. Thank you. Too. Take care. Bye. So this is a good time for us to pitch our social media. You could get us on our website. Thefap.ca. On uh, Twitter. Is the Fab 4 You can get us on Instagram is the fab podcast don't forget our facebook the freaking awesome podcast and uh, you can always reach out via email the fab podcast at gmail.com bum, 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 bum.
I'm on the air, we on the air, we got this pocket. Ah, uh, uh, not again. Wicked sweet. <laughs> <laughs>